Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wrestle, 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 hard, the difference between being hurt and being injured and how to cope mentally. Welcome back to Mindset Monday. Gene and Jeff Zanetti, your coast-to-coast mindset coaches, owners of Wrestling Mindset, the number one wrestling-specific mindset program anywhere on the planet. Here we are for another great episode of Mindset Monday. That's right. This comes out in February, this episode. So people are people are banged up. People are injured. People are hurt. And maybe we'll start there with the distinction. So we want to be able to compete if we're hurt but not injured. What's the distinction? Right. We all know the old adage, if you're hurt, you can play. If you're injured, you can't. So how do we know the difference? Well, number one, knowing that everyone is banged up. This time you're everyone's banged up, so you can't be a baby. Obviously, we know that. But we don't want to take it too far and push it over the line. This is why we have experts. You should be seeing your athletic trainer on a regular basis. I mean, a lot of athletic, a lot of high schools don't even have an onboard athletic trainer. Uh, we know a lot of them do, but you should make sure that you're seeing one PT therapist or physical therapist, seeing them. You have your wrestling coach who does have experience with other children wrestling, kids wrestling. So you have you basically have several, and a lot of you are going to wrestling clubs. You got your club coach, you got your team coach, your athletic trainer your physical therapist or primary care physician, you want to get people's opinions because we know there are a lot of doctors that play it way too conservative where they don't want to put you at risk at all. And we get it. Sports is risky. So you're going to have to have some kind of risk, but healthy risk. So you got to know the difference. There's not a straightforward answer we could tell you, you know, if you have a broken leg, uh, you know, these kids aren't professional athletes. And even at a professional level, there's different, yeah, there's money on the line and there's salaries and, and different things like such but you need to know as a kid it's different yep and one thing that i think about is making sure you know your long-term goal if you know your long-term goal it actually makes the decision making a lot easier right i was at the um the middlesex county tournament this weekend and there was a wrestler who, who hurt his knee right they said the doctor could clear him for the districts i was like well what's he was a sophomore in high school well what's your long-term goal you know, now this is a wrestler. Again, he's a sophomore. He's got two seasons left. He wants to wrestle at a high level in college. So in other words, there are there are goals beyond this year. You know, if he's if he's a senior, he doesn't want to wrestle in college. You know, you can get back for the districts. Well, give it a go. This is your last hurrah. 
But again, the long-term goal should dictate the behavior. If this guy wants to be a state champ in high school the next two years, if he wants to do have success in college, then you got to heal up, right? You got to heal up to, to the best of your ability so that when you do come back, you know, you're, you're firing in all cylinders. So it's important to know your long-term goal. And really the further out, you know, your vision, the easier it is to make decisions today. And then another, another scenario that I had at the, at the county tournament, there was a wrestler that I met up with who had a neck brace. And so I was talking to him. I asked what happened. And he said that he had, he had broke his, his neck wrestling, actually, which is very, very rare injury for wrestling. You know, we don't want wrestling parents or coaches to get scared. It's, a, it's definitely a very rare injury. But, you know, I said, what did the doctor say? And the doctor said that, you know, he should never wrestle again. And I was like, okay, well, did you get a second opinion? And he said, yeah, he spoke to a few doctors and they said that the break was so bad that, you know, he could risk, you know, snapping it or, or doing more damage. So when I look at it, it's like, okay, well, it's a no brainer. You're done wrestling. But for a kid who wants to continue wrestling, you know, it's, it's not such an easy decision. He's like, well, I want to come back. You know, you see some of these, these high level professionals who, you know, they'll put their, you know, their health, you know, behind their, their success in their sport. And like Gene mentioned before, well, first of all, these are professional athletes, right? They might have money, careers, you know, they have to, they have to put food on the table for their families. But even in that case, you know, they could probably get a job somewhere else, right? So that's not even right for them. But what makes the decision easier is just you look at your priority list, which is something that I think we do in, um, it's one of our exercises in present moment, where you talk about what are your life priorities, you know? And so it's, you have that hierarchy of faith, family, health, academic school, career, and then, and then sports, then wrestling. Not saying wrestling is not a high priority. It's just health should come ahead of wrestling. Otherwise, I guess I would question your value system unless that it's that rare situation of a professional athlete who has no other way to make money for his family. But that's such a rare scenario. So you go back to your priority list and as important as wrestling might be to you in your life, it makes the decision-making process a little bit easier. And now it's okay, well, I can't wrestle. How do I use everything that I learned in wrestling to my career, you know, my personal relationships and the rest of my life? So it's not like now that you've wrestled, you can't use anything that you learned in wrestling, but let's let's now take these lessons and start applying them to my academics, career, just life in general. That's why we got it in the present moment series, because in the present moment, it makes it easier to make a decision. A lot of times we get so myopic and we're in the wrestling season and we're thinking about, what do I have to do for today, for tomorrow, for this wrestling season? We're right here. And what we need to do is we need to also have a view on the macro, right? Of course, you have a, everyone has the vision on the micro, what's happening right now. We have to also know the macro in terms of our entire life. And when you have your priorities in line, faith, family, health, these kind of things that are at the top above wrestling, then in the present moment, it becomes a lot easier to make a decision. And getting that second opinion, it's funny, the first thing I thought of is Tom Cruise, where he has the... Uh, who is a former wrestler, by the way. So, you know, successful people are wrestlers, but he's, he's talking, you know, he's known for doing crazy stunts in his movies. And we all know we love, you know, Top Gun and Mission Impossible and these nutty things that he does. But, but, but basically he's like, he explains, he's like, so I explained the move to the safety guy and the safety guy says, no, we, we can't do that. It's too dangerous. So I get a new safety guy. <laughs> like, like, you know, that's how he makes his decision. Like it's someone tells him it's not safe enough. And then he says, so I get a new safety guy. That's we're not talking about finding a way to you're not trying to just this is important for parents because a lot I've seen we've seen a lot of parents mess this up over the years. They're looking for a doctor to tell them what they want to hear. 
That's why I go into the Tom Cruise story. Stop looking for doctors to tell you what, what you want to hear. You want to hear their objective opinion. If it were their son, if it were them, what would they do? And then you ask another doctor for their objective opinion. You're not looking for the answer you're looking for is truth. That's all you should care about. Not how do I get my kid to wrestle? How do I find a doctor to clear them? And a lot of you parents out there, you know who you are. You're doing it. So stop it and start looking for truth. Um, you know, really, we're not pointing the finger because we all we all are guilty of this to some extent. We want to be told what we want to hear. Rehab and prehab. This is a big thing. We talked about this with John Quint, who's who's the physical therapist for Westside Barbell. You know, not even looking at these things in terms of rehab or prehab. Just look at this as your your tendon strength, your your joint strength. So, what are we really saying here? Being hurt, being injured. If you're if you're hurt or injured, basically, if your if your physical therapist or athletic trainer tells you you need to be doing this exercise, you need to do it. It's just as important, and you could even argue it's more important than your strength training. In our maybe you know. 20th, 21st century American minds, when we think strength training, think in bench pressing, we're thinking squats, and we have to be looking at it a little bit more sophisticated, right? If my, if my joints, if my, if my elbows, if the inside of my elbows, these, you know, these tendons in here, and my shoulders are stronger, all this, all the stuff going on in here, that's going to help my bench press and my shoulder press. It's not just the shoulder press that's the exercises, it's the band pull aparts. It's the wall, you know, the in and out with the wall on these kind of things that you're massaging the ball into the, the lacrosse ball into the wall, things like that. So these things, these PT trainers, physical therapists and athletic trainers are telling you to do. you got to do it. That's now that's after the fact. That's after the fact. Before the fact, you should be doing these exercises. You should be doing other exercises to strengthen your joints and tendons. Yep. I was just going to jump in and say that I was, I was talking to the wrestler at the counties and I was telling him that you know, your physical therapy now, he's in physical therapy after the, the knee injury. I was like, that's your wrestling practice right now. You know, that's just as important as those two hours in wrestling. Like, you got to look at that as this is my main practice for the day, right? So that's really important when you're looking at physical therapy. It's not check off the box. It's the same thing as wrestling. I got to get better today. What am I going to do? How do, am I going to improve today? And I got to take this seriously. I got to be up just like I would for a wrestling practice. And so the, one of the first things we do with an athlete who gets injured First thing is, what is your new action plan? And I was telling another injured wrestler that this a couple weeks ago, what people tend to do is we focus on a lot on what we can't do, right? It's like we could still do 98% of all training, but we're going to focus on the 2% of things we can't do, right? Focus on the, even if it's 90%, focus on the 90% of things you can do instead of the 10% of things you can't do. I get it. You're injured. There's going to be certain things that you're not capable of doing. When you look at our action plan with wrestling mindset, there's so many things you can do with technique. Even if you can't get on the mat and wrestle, you have your physical therapy, right? You have your video review. You could break down your matches. Where am I actually getting scored on? What am I, what am I doing really well? You know, what are my strengths? I could be on flow wrestling in YouTube and I could be learning new technique, right? I could be doing my, um, my practice by just watching and learning new technique. Um, you know, then you have, everything in terms of strength or personal, you know, physical therapy, you have your mindset training, right? You should be doubling down. Probably some of our, I was telling some, probably our best success stories have been people that started wrestling mindset when they were injured, right? That's a perfect time because yes, you can't do as much physically. So now is the time to double down mentally, right? You could really take important, you know, big strides when you're injured. And then the other part of that is knowing that you can get better just because you're hurt. 
Yeah, you got right. a lot. Of, you got a lot of parents and coaches who look at this the wrong way. They're like, well, they're going to start. They're hurt right now, so once they come back, they're going to start mindset training. It doesn't make an ounce of sense. And I will say about strength training. Remember, in our 21st century American mind, and then we're going to get to your point right there about um about how you can get better. Right? I didn't close the tab in my head. That's what I was looking down. I wanted to find it on my phone. But the five laws of strength training. You see it on my phone right there. Can you see? Maybe uh, not. Hold, hold it still. Hold it still. Yeah. Yep. Hold it still again. Yeah. There we go. And you could snap a picture right there. We could pull it up sometime also. You, could, you know, if you want us, just email us. We give you a copy of this. But basically, Tudor Obampa, who uh, he wrote many books. He talks. He was an Olympic rower himself, and he's the father of periodization training. He's had 11 Olympic and world medalists, two golds. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And when it comes to training, when it, when it, it, he has five laws of strength training. Think First thing before I even get into them, what do you think in your heads when I say strength training? Get that in your head first. Thinking weightlifting, exactly what I said, the bench press. I'm thinking power. In my head, I think bench press, squat, deadlifts, curling, some pull-ups, some push-ups, some sit-ups. That's what I think of strength training, and that's what most of you are thinking of. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a wrestling mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at wrestlingmindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to wrestlingmindset.com. Click on the free trial session. Type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month. And teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. So, Well, that's not what Bump is saying here. He's saying number one is develop joint flexibility. First thing he's thinking about, joint flexibility. Not just flexibility in general, but joints. That's that's very different. We're not we're not saying yoga here. We're saying joint flexibility. Two, develop tendon strength because your muscles grow faster than your tendons. That's why you know you need to train your tendons three times as much as your muscles. That's what Louis Simmons always said at West Side Barbell. Three, develop core strength. And your core is not just your abs. It's not just just because you have a six pack doesn't mean you have a strong core. It's your yes, it is your abs which include your obliques, but also your hip flexors and your lower back. I mean. Your, your core doesn't stop. Your core isn't just the part, the front of your body. The core goes all the way around your, it goes all the way around your body. So your six pack, yes. Your obliques, yes. Hip flexors, which are a little bit lower and your lower back, that's all part of your core. Number four is develop stabilizers. You got to be stable. And number five is training movements, not individual muscles. So you're not isolating your triceps. And it's not saying you can never do these, but you, you don't do bicep curls and, and tricep extensions. That's not a primary focus. You could throw a little bit. I remember in college, the coach would say, okay, you know, do you, he took us through the actual exercises. And then he would say, if you want to do a little gun shop at the end, bicep exercise, you could do that just because it, you know, keeps it fun. But that's not the main thing. The main workout isn't coming in and curling or doing tricep extensions. It's training bigger movements. My point is this, what we normally look at as strength training is number five. That's number five. And this is a 
you know, proper sequence, this is sequ sequential order, it's number five. So you got to be thinking about strength differently in terms of if, because if you are doing number one, joint flexibility, two tendon strength, three core strength, four stabilizers, you're less likely to get hurt. And I will say also, whatever happened to bridging? I talked to a parent the other day and they said their kid had a concussion and I asked, do they ever bridge? No, that no one bridges anymore. I remember we got time when a guy got my high school, my freshman, sophomore year of high school. If a guy got pinned on the team, the entire team, we got time for that on her neck for a minute. Each person who got pinned in the dual meet. So you don't want to get pinned. And yet, number one, you have to bridge when you go to your back. Uh, go back to Valentin Kalika. If you watch our videos of Ask the Coach, he says, if you get pinned and you're not no, it's not under our series. Forget it. We do have a great series you should watch, by the way. This was a flow wrestling episode with Aaron Pico. He wasn't talking to Aaron Pico, but he was talking to someone on Team USA. If you get pinned and you don't bridge, you're committing a felony against yourself. <laughs> so you have to be able to bridge, but it prevents concussions. You used to know a wrestler and a football player just by looking at their neck. Now it's not like that because we're thinking technique, technique, technique. Yeah, technique's great, but injury prevention. You could put all these different pads in a football player's helmet, but if they don't have a strong, if you put and it's great, I'm not saying it's not great, but if you don't have a strong neck, you're doomed to failure anyway. So, right. you know, I'm not a doctor, but it's worth considering. So where are we up to right here? <laughs> That's right. Um, having an action plan we talked about. So the first thing we do, you look at our injury recovery ser series, there's areas of, you could, you could hit outside of wrestling, right? There's technique, there's video, there's mindset, there's nutrition. There's the strength of your healthy muscles. There's footwork. There's stance in motion. There's flexibility. There's explosive power. Now, I get it. You might not be able to do all of those, but I guarantee you could do at least three of them, right? So make an action plan once you get hurt, and let's focus on how we're going to get better. And, and probably even before that, I mean, they're the first two weeks, but it's understanding that this injury could be good for me, right? And we actually write a statement that's, that's recovery. Injury recovery week two is talking about that. Basically, be a lawyer for yourself. Be a good lawyer for yourself. We talk about this concept a lot. Make, make a case for why this injury is the best thing for me. So whether it is or it isn't, the best thing you could do for yourself is convince yourself that this injury is great for me. And here's why. X, Y, and Z. I get to recover my legs. I get to focus more on my video re review. I can, you know, tackle my nutrition a little bit more. Why is this injury good for me and how is this going to help me? My psychology professor is called the conformed arm theory. That just because just because your one arm is bad doesn't mean the rest of your body is bad. I think back to Penn uh, with with Zeke with uh, at, at other schools that I've seen. If guys were hurt, you know they they were banged up. A lot of times they didn't have to show up at practice, and that was uh, that was unacceptable with with Zeke. He's like, you know, you're on the team, you got to be at the practice. And when my knee was hurt, I was riding the Airdyne with one leg, right? And then I was doing um rope climb without my legs during the practice. So I was still in there with the team. A lot of coaches give their kid the day off. It's like, no, get in and practice. And um, lame dog, where you, it's kind of like a bear crawl with, with one leg, where you're, going up the, where you're going up the steps. So, you know, and then I think back to the movie Miracle, where the guy's like, oh, he's got a bruised leg. And he's like, well, bruising the leg is a heck of a, you know, the leg is a heck of a long way from the heart. And then he had a name for him. <laughs> but, the, but, but the point is, and I will say this too, our mindset coach, Rohan Murphy, he's got no legs. So tell him, so, or, you know, when he was competing, tell him your legs, tell him your legs bothering you, right? Tell him he wrestled his entire career like that, right? Or, or you know, oh, my, my, my one knee is bad. Tell it to Robles. He got better. He set the pull-up record. 
And not just, and not just he, he didn't take his talents outside of wrestling. He got it done in wrestling. So the point is you can get better. And I get it. Like you still might, you might not be able to practice. I get it. If your knees, if your knees hurt, but we're saying you can find ways to get better and not, and it's not just, that's only one aspect of it. The strength training and the technique, like your neck was hurt. You could still do stance in motion. John Smith said he did 20 minutes of stance in motion every single day when he was winning world and Olympic championships. So if your elbow's bad, your arm is bad, you could still do your 20 minutes of stance in motion, which is a heck of a long time to do stance in motion. Then again, mindset, you should be doubling down with that. You already, you already mentioned that and working on all the different aspects. And that's something where you do need a mindset coach to help you do it because it's not going to be the same if you're doing it on your own. So you're getting your mindset training, nutrition, you should be doubling down on eating healthier, making healthy substitutions in, in your diet, cleaning up your eating. We saw Kyle Dake at the National Wrestling Coaches Convention. He spoke. Oh, we got him in the elevator. I've told the story many times, and he actually brought this up in Win Magazine, whatever it was, one of those. Um, yeah, Win. Yeah. We were on the way out. We were going to, um, uh, well, it doesn't make a difference, Don Shula's place or whatever, the, the eatery. Anyway, <laughs> so we, there was the, key, the keynote speech. At the key, we, we were going down. This, the point is we were going down the elevator with Kyle Dake, and he was getting ready to give the keynote speech. And he said, and you know who's on the crutches, and we told, and then we and we said, hey, you know, whatever, whatever we said to him, hey, champ, how's the old leg? And he said, you know, you're getting better every day, you know, getting better and better every day. And I just said, and it just kind of came out of my mouth. I didn't plan it, but I said, yeah, whatever happens to you, you have to believe it's the best thing for you. And you know, he was like, yep. And that's kind of where it ended. We said goodbye, you know, pleasantries, and we went our ways. We went out to dinner. He gave the the speech. And then we saw later on in the night, we ran into one of the coaches. They said, wow, that was really great. Kyle Dake giving you guys the shout out. We're like, oh, man, you know, so it's what we missed it. And you're like, what did he say? And he, and he told us. And then later, Kyle Dake reiterated that in Win Magazine. Basically, what he told the coaches was that whatever happens to you, you have to believe is the best thing for you. Now, the, the thing with Kyle Dake is he internalized this message. He knew this. And what he said in the article is that wrestling mindset was able to articulate something that he always believed. So that's where it comes with the mindset coaching too. These great athletes might know it. We're framing it in a way where the athletes can understand it. We're systematizing it. You know, you might say, oh, you have a great coach who knows these mindset lessons. Yeah, they might know it internally, but you have to also be able to articulate it to a kid in a way they understand. So Kyle Dake loved, loved what we said there. And we've been using it ever since that it's true. You have to believe it's the best thing. And, and where do I get that from? It's not just he's he's taking this from us. We're taking it from him. I'm listening to the Kyle Dake interviews, Jordan Burroughs interviews, and all these guys who were heard at different points in time. And that's what they're basically saying. So you got to listen to the interviews, as our dad always told us. And they're always saying how they continued to improve and how they actually looked at, at being heard as a blessing. That's the big thing that a lot of people don't look at. And a lot of parents, too. And you know you're guilty of it sometimes. You're like, oh, my kid lost time. The best athletes don't look at it like that. They're like, okay, now your body gets a natural break. Jocko spoke about this, who's got to be one of the most alpha males out there, where he talks about it. You know, if there's a scale of masculinity, you'd be looking at that guy. <laughs> and for him, so he's up at 430. Um, what are we saying with that? Basically, for him, he got hurt. What, what did he say? Uh, I don't know his injury. What did he say about bouncing back from injuries when he got hurt? Was there something that happened when he got hurt that he was, he looked at that as a blessing. That's what we were talking about. When you get hurt, this is a blessing. You got to look at this as the best thing that happened for me. 
I don't know Jocko's story, but I'm sure he's been hurt before. And just look at the results. He's he's plowed through it. Yeah. He's plowed through it, and he's still the man that he is today. (laughs) I'm sure it'll pop back into my head. I just totally went blank on why I went to Jocko. (laughs) I would say the other thing that's important here, maybe a little bit of a shift. We could get back to Jocko. He's great. Um, Other athletes' successes. So a big part of bouncing back from injuries is knowing that other athletes have had success with a similar injury, right? So we've seen it in college. Uh, Matt Valenti is a good example. Bad shoulders. Everyone on the team knew Matt Valenti had bad shoulders, but not bad enough to stop him. He won not one, but two national titles after shoulder surgeries, at least one, maybe two, right? So big thing is one of the things we have our athletes do is that once they have an injury, they need to believe that they can not just come back, but come back and strong and achieve their goals. So a success example might be for an athlete who had a shoulder injury, Matt Valenti. I know that he came back from two shoulder, one or two shoulder surgeries and won two NCAA titles. So it doesn't have to be him. It could be somebody more at a local level. But it's an important, it's an important thing to be able to do is that just because I got injured doesn't mean that I can't have the success that I want to have. And for Valenti, the best thing happened in college wrestling. That, that would be one example. So normalize being banged up. That's another thing. It's like, who else has been hurt? It's like, chances are the guy that you're wrestling against or the gal that you're wrestling against has had some kind of injury this season. I mean, who goes through an entire wrestling season without, you know, jamming a finger, breaking a finger, and, you know, knee injury, back injury, shoulder injury. Everyone's vulnerable, right? There's no Superman out there. So people are dealing with their own struggles, both physically and mentally. And, you know, so you're not unique in that. We can't just look at it. Oh, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm dinged up. Everyone else is completely healthy. That's, that's not exactly how it happens, right? It's, it's kind of a normal thing. So you got to see it as something that's just, it's part of the process. And then again, having those success examples, this person, Spencer Lee had double knee surgery on torn ACLs and he still came back and won an NCAA title. He's dominating everyone, division one college wrestling after tearing not one, but two ACLs. Now, I haven't heard that one before, and he's, you know, he's still he's still crushing it. So finding examples like that and believing that, yeah, when I come back, I can have success. Yeah, Burroughs won the world's on one ankle, basically. He sprained an ankle, and he went out there and did it. That's why getting yourself so good in all the different aspects, uh, that's one of the main points. That's why you want to get yourself so good in all different aspects of wrestling. So even if you have a bad, bad weight cut, you didn't get a good night's sleep, your arm is real bad or you know your neck really hurts you're still good enough where you could you could win a state title at 40 percent and um you could see when spencer lee won that ncaa championship (laughs) watch his interview he wasn't happy you know he was frustrated i think and i think a lot most of it pertained to the fact that you know his knees right but he still got it done he was like right what did he say he said he didn't shoot at all or he didn't he wasn't happy because but he was so excuses are for other people we'll go with the joe galli quote Excuses are for other people. And that it's true. That's something that we always heard from our high school coach, um, Coach Steve Giordano. I just saw him this weekend at the county tournament. He said, you can't give yourself an excuse to lose because how many times you see somebody who has an injury and that's in the back of their mind. So if they do lose or if they wrestle poorly, it's like, well, I, I lost because I was hurt. No, you lost because the guy was better or you lost because you were not able to compete in spite of that injury. Right. So it's like we can't once it once it's time to wrestle, we can't give ourselves an excuse to lose. And that's where the, one of the last pieces, the last piece in our injury recovery series that we have um, a wrestler do is that they'll 
they actually check off the boxes. So did you get approval to wrestle? You know, did your physical therapist or doctor say you're able to wrestle or, or your personal trainer? If so, we check that box off. Did your coach say that you could wrestle? Check that box off. Do your parents say that you could wrestle? Right. Check that box. And then lastly, am I going to wrestle? And that's and that's the attitude where it's like when I check that box, it's it's not a joke. It's like I'm going to compete. Is there a chance that I re-injure it? Yes, it's it's possible. It's possible for anyone. Right. Anyone can get injured at any given time, you know, in sport, any sport, not just wrestling. But when I check that box mentally, we're flipping the switch and we're saying that, you know, I'm I'm going to let it fly out there. I'm not going to let this be an excuse. And that's why you see a guy like Spencer Lee. He didn't mention it to anyone. You know, you saw the year that he won, you know, with his torn ACLs. Like, he, he didn't look the best leading up to that, right? He had some close matches that year, and he just wasn't attacking at the same rate as we were used to seeing him. He didn't say anything, you know, to his inner circle. I'm sure they all knew. But it, it didn't come out until after he won the NCAA championship that he told people about his knees. So it's just not giving yourself an excuse to lose. Once you check off that last box in, in the injury recovery series, that's saying that I'm no longer giving myself an excuse to lose. If I don't want to check off the box, if I'm not ready to compete, you know, that can happen. That's that's fine. But once I check this off, there's no excuse to lose. I'm wrestling and I'm going all in. Yeah, and it's just go back to the interviews. You watch these guys. I think think back to the the more recent um, sport sporting event or whatever, you know, the promotional with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. when they fought, you know, much after their prime, after both of them were retired. And Roy Jun- Jones Jr. is like, he's like, once you go out there, he's like, I'm game. You carry me out on a stretcher. That's got to be the attitude. It's like, once you make the decision to wrestle, it's like, you know, I'll re- well, now remember this. This is all done. I'm making a big caveat here, and we're, we're making very clear points here. If your coach, mid-match, coach, trainer says you're done, you should listen to them. Okay, so we're not saying that. If the coach, sa- if you're out there competing and then injury time, whatever, the coach or the athletic trainer says you're done, you should be done. So what I'm going to say next should be read through that lens. Okay, as the athlete, your mentality when you step on the, on the mat has got to be, if I break my arm, I break my arm, I don't care, right? Once you make the decision to step out on the mat, it's like, I don't care, you carry me out in a stretcher. That doesn't mean that if the coach or athletic trainer tell you to st- that's their job. When, the point is when you're out there, your corners got you. In boxing, they know the corners got an obligation to their fighter. They have to throw in the towel sometimes. And we all know what happens when you don't throw in the towel with Rocky Ford, right? The, with Apollo, which we've all cried at, I'm sure, the first time we saw it. Oh, the damn towel. Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's where, it, like, yes, that's for movie and effect. But in real life, the referee's job in boxing is to stop the fight. We, we all get frustrated when there's early stoppages. Right. We all get a frustrated UFC and all this. But the reality is the referee and the coaches, the corner have an obligation to protect you. So when your athletic trainer or your coach say you're done and in your mid match, you're done. But your attitude can't be that you're at it. What should be is the coach should be. Relu- you should be saying, fine, like your attitude should be. I'm in. I'll wrestle this whole match. I'll do it on one leg. I'll wrestle with a broken arm while you're in that specific match. So don't misunderstand us there. You got to be game. Carry me out in a stretcher, like Roy Jones said. I can't, I can't for the life of me think of that Jocko story. I don't know where I was going with that, but at another, it's bugging me. But we'll figure it out sometime. That's right. Stay tuned for the next episode. If we figure out what happened with Jocko, we will lead with that, and then we'll get into the next lesson. But really, stick with us. 
There's going to be an episode every single week. I know we're getting into the postseason. This might be we might be doing one more episode, um, not postseason related. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that hold wrestlers back in the postseason, and then some of the tips for championship weekend um, that are going to help us mentally. We get closer to the postseason, it becomes more mental, right? There's only so much you could do physically in you know in a few short weeks. You could continue to get better, but I think the biggest tweaks and the biggest gains are going to come mentally at this point. So. If you haven't, make sure you're working with a, a mindset coach. You know, this is this is the time where that's going to make the biggest difference. And you could always get better. You could always get better. No matter how good you are, you could always get better. There's so many different aspects of the sport. There's so many different ways you could train. It's the it's it's your sleeping. It's your rest and recovery. It, it's everything. So you could get better. You could all you could always get better. As we said, there's your whole body is uh, if if you're banged up in one area. You could always get better in the different areas. There's there's ways to get stronger and more prepared. So don't make an excuse. Find a way. And we're always, again, we're hiring. We're looking for good people who want to be mindset coaches. So if you really give a darn about helping people, you want to make a positive difference in other people's lives, that's what we're doing. We're changing lives. We've got some of the greatest testimonials out there about how, how people's lives have improved. They're winning more matches. They're reaching their goals. They're getting into the college of their dreams. You can be a part of that if you're a mindset coach. So whether you're looking for part-time or full-time work, make sure you let us know, mindset at wrestlingmindset.com. And for you parents out there, make sure your kid gets the free trial in. What are you waiting for? Everyone should at least get the free trial in. Do the free trial session. Your kid's going to love it. Then we'll start up the mindset training for them. It'll make a difference in their life. Absolutely, positively guaranteed. Make sure you stay with us next week. Mindset Monday, Wrestling Mindset. Same place, same channel. Have a great day. And as we always say, whether it's wrestling, school, business, or life, mindset makes the difference. Take care. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.